0: view from the Gladys Street a podcast by the fans for the fans as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club
1: it's the View from the Gladys Street, it's the Everton Fan Podcast on the Royal Blue, Acast and iTunes channel. I'm your host, Ian Kroll, and what a difference a few days in football makes. A humiliating Merseyside derby defeat and the sacking of Marco Silva left Everton's season in tatters. But all that was forgotten on Saturday afternoon as the Blues secured a 3-1 victory at Goodison Park against Frank Lampard's Chelsea. My guests this evening are beaming from ear to ear as we sit down and discuss the events of the last few days. Let's introduce those guests and first up we have the return of Ben Crawford. How are you Ben?
0: I'm fine thanks mate, how are you?
1: Yeah absolutely, uh, really good certainly after Saturday's results. Definitely. It's also the long-awaited return and this time of Gary Callahan. How are you Gary? I'm good mate, thanks. Um, plenty to get through, um, so much to talk about, I don't know if we're going to be able to fit it all in but we will try our best. Ben? Just please try and put into words what Saturday meant to you and obviously what it meant to everyone involved at Everton Football Club just to get that victory over Chelsea. Uh,
0: I think the way to go is essential, to be honest. I, I certainly didn't see that performance and result come before the game. I thought we'd battle well and I thought we'd press for a long time, but even really at half-time when it was 1-0, I thought we might tie a second half and Chelsea's class will shine through. But... In the end, it was just—it was a real old school performance for me. Four four two, lumping up to the strikers, pressing, angry football, and you know what, it—it it worked wonders. And long may I continue for however long Ferguson's there or whoever comes in next, because it's certainly a good a good point on the bad season we've had so far, really.
1: Um, Gary, just Ben's obviously just kind of tried to sum up his feelings there and how important it was, but how important was it for you, just? Forget like the you know the impact of figs and figs and being there. With Everton within a relegation zone before that game. The, how important was it to get those three points on Saturday? It,
2: it was massively important. It was vital, really. Um, but in saying that, it could mean nothing if, if we lose again on on Sunday. Um, but it was it was massive for where we were and the way everyone was feeling, the way the club's been. It was it was massive. We we had to. I mean, I'd say we, we had to perform, but we had to win. Really, the way things have gone, and, and we did, and it was it was vital.
1: And it was unexpected, really, because okay, you know, you coming off the back of a or two defeats. Well, a, a lot of defeats, really. What the first one against um, Leicester, second in the league, and now Liverpool, humiliated, really, five two. So expectations, regardless of Ferguson being you know, installed as caretaker manager, we're at all-time low, weren't we? Yeah,
2: I, I, I mean, I didn't expect to get anything out of it, to be honest. Um, you knew what you were going to get with, with Duncan in charge, you were going to get, you know, fight and, and determination, and I, I was expecting that, but I didn't expect us to win, to be honest. But, you know, we got our just reward in the end. I think it was a hard thought, um, but well-deserved win, to be honest.
1: Chelsea have surprised everyone this season. Really, I think we all thought they'd struggle a little bit, like the likes of United and Arsenal have done. And Everton. But, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but in terms of the, the big six, I mean, that's that's not been the case, has it? They've they've been solid. I'm not saying they've won every game, but obviously Lampard's, you know, got the fans on on board. The, the players seem to be buying into to to what he wants. So, you know, Chelsea, it 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 wasn't a gimme. A gimme was it?
0: Absolutely not. No. To be fair. Chelsea was one of the worst opponents I thought. I think I'd want, as if I was ever manager, because they are such. They got everything going for them at the moment. They're such a young side, attractive pressing football. A manager is a legend at the club, so all the fans are on side well. They won't ever go at you. So I was concerned going into it to be honest, because I thought that Chelsea. I mean, when, especially when I saw the lineup, I saw and it was like a classic four four two. Uh, I was worried that. Chelsea would sort of outdo us tactically, especially when they've got Abraham, Pulisic, players like that who can just score goals out at nothing. So to be fair, I, I was... Rehastating what Gary said then, I was surprised about the results because it was against Chelsea. But it just proves that no matter how bad we're playing, no matter sort of what run of form we're in, if Goodison gets behind if Goodison gets behind the players like that, especially sort of if it's an early kickoff or a late kickoff, and it's a bare pit and people fighting for every ball on the pitch... Any can
1: I mean, Gary, it's, it has it has been a long few days, hasn't it? It's been a long weeks, you know, the Leicester game and the Liverpool game included in including what I'm saying. But you know, the humiliation of the derby, the kind of overflowed into the next day, didn't it? We we were expecting the sacking of Michael Silva, which it did come, but it came late, didn't it? And you know, it it wasn't it wasn't great, and then for Everton to come out after Silver Sacking and, and say, Ferguson, Duncan Ferguson, is, is going to be in charge. What what was your first initial reaction? Because there was, a you know, I know Twitter's not really a barometer for for things. It, it can be, but what was your initial reaction to, you know, an Everton coach of no real experience to, to be put in charge against Chelsea? I
2: was I was quite pleased, to be honest. I mean, I know last time when, when Andre took over, it didn't go very well for him, but, you know, I think if ten years ago or whatever it was, if we all sat here and imagined what a Duncan Ferguson Everton side would have been like and what we'd have expected from them, we got exactly that yeah. on on against Chelsea and and it and it worked. And you know, the way the way things went, couldn't have really got much worse. Do you know what I mean? But at least you knew you were going to get some fight out, out, out of a Duncan Ferguson side. And yeah, I mean, I was quite happy with it to be honest with you. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a long term thing. I don't think you know, it's it's going to. St- like we're not going to start playing free-flowing football and you know start climbing the table, but we'll we'll fight for every point and we'll fight for every ball and and you know I I, I think even if he stayed it till the end of the season, I don't think we'll get relegated because we'll fight for everything with
1: him. I mean, the decision to appoint Ferguson as caretaker at least um, for the the, che- the Chelsea game. What was your what was your take on it? Because Unsworth has been in charge in, in situations yeah. like this and you know certain games. It did work for him. Certain games, it just it didn't work. So, was it a case of Unsworth kind of had his chance or was it a matter of, well, Duncan Ferguson gets the Everton fans. Let's get him in charge.
0: Yeah, I think, to be fair, I think David Unsworth gets the Everton fans as well. Um I think he was put in a little bit more of a difficult position than Ferguson because, like I've alluded to in previous podcast, I don't actually think the squad that he's picking from is that bad. I know we've got injuries, but I don't think it was bad the last time where he had three number 10s and no, and no wingers. But I think with Ferguson, the difference is, yeah, he gets the club maybe a bit more, a bit more passion on the touchline. But I think you've got to wait to see two or three more games if, if he gets that, because, you know, David Unsworth, anyone I think in that coaching staff could get Everton up for one game, especially a game of Goodison like that, they could get a, the crowd up for it. But I think it all depends. If he goes to Man United and he gets something, then excellence. And I think we'll be having a different conversation about who's going to be the next manager. But, you know, it is only one game and we've got to be careful that we don't overdo this because even Ferguson himself has said, you know, we need a top-class manager to come in. And all it's done for me, though, it has reaffirmed that Duncan Ferguson, all this talk about him being sort of through four managers and that he should leave the club, it's absolute nonsense. He's got a job on that coaching staff at any level, whatever it may be, for his insight, because he can come in and do a job like he did on Saturday. But, yeah, just uh, on Unsworth, worth, I don't think he's going to get a job like Everton until he goes away and proves it elsewhere, to be honest.
1: Do you agree with that, Gary?
2: Yeah. yeah, I think, I'm, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs, but Ferguson works with the first team as well. Those of the players the first team players probably know him a bit better and, and he sort of knows them a bit better as well, so... Um, but I agree, definitely agree that he, he's got a better squad to pick from this time. We're not as imbalanced as we were last time and, you know, I, I think we we have been sort of lacking a bit of quality under Michael Silva, but we've definitely been lacking and fight and, and, you know, we had that in abundance against Chelsea and, you know, I'm not saying we're a better team than Chelsea, but, you know, we've, we've got half-decent players when when they want to play and that's come to the fore as well, you know what I mean? I mean, I know a couple of the goals weren't great, but to score three goals against against Chelsea, a team we generally don't do very well against. I think I, I we just we don't want to get carried away, but we can't complain about that performance. It was exactly what we needed
1: really. I mean, there was a lot of like sad stories to, to the actual game itself. Okay, we won three one and we got the got the three points, but you know, just it's gonna be like it's gonna go down as a okay, it's only one game, but it's gonna go down as a, a great day for the club, isn't it? You know, another Ferguson and memory for for the fans, you know, the celebrations the with the ball boy, you know, the passion, the, the, the love that he's shown for the club, even the stories that have come out since, you know, the wristband obviously that he had on it was obviously noticeable. How noticeable. Kendall's watch. Howard How Kendall's watch, yeah, again, you know, side stories to the overall, you know, theme and, and narrative of the actual day. What, what what did you make of all that?
0: You know what, I've got to be honest, I've obviously been season ticket old now for about 10 years, but that's probably one of the most enjoyable games that I've witnessed at all obviously I was there in the days of David Moyes when we used to beat big teams at home we used to hang on for the last 20 minutes just lump everything out the box and they were great as well because it felt like the whole team was pulling together but it felt different on Saturday I had I, I to keep pinching myself and keep saying to myself sort of calm myself down say this it's one game Ferguson's probably not going to be here for the next home game let alone anything else but just enjoy the moment and more than anything enjoy the three points because like Gary alluded to before the three points was, was vital and I think regardless of anything else that three points at the end of the season could be more important than the performance itself but without doubt it'll it's one of them games that will be remembered pretty much forever at Everton and I'm sure Duncan Ferguson will be exactly the same whether for however long he's here with Everton inside the club he will never forget that day just as I want
1: Is is that the one thing that Silver was missing from his you know his personality Gary or his, his demeanour you know when we did score, you know, he, he did celebrate and he did show a bit of passion. But, you know, Ferguson's obviously there. He's, he, you know, he's an Everton man, but he, he's, he's took it up a notch, hasn't he? And the crowd have responded. Yeah, definitely.
2: That. I think they spoke about that on the last podcast. That uh, Silver just, like, I mean, I wouldn't say he wasn't he wasn't bothered, but he, he didn't show that much emotion. Like, he didn't strike me as the type of manager who could, you know, get the players up for, up for games. And players should get themselves up for games. I think they're just, Maybe not just as much to blame, but they are t- to blame as well. If he can do it for Duncan, why couldn't he go out and do it for Silva? You know what I mean. But obviously, he's got something about him that that Mark, Well, we know he has got about him that that Marco Silva didn't. But um, yeah, I think amongst a lot of other things that were Marco Silva's downfalls, I think trying to get the players w- up for games. I don't think he was he was a very an inspirational character. Do you know what I mean. So yeah,
1: I mean, should Silva feel disappointed from the reaction of the? Um the players and what and Ferguson's managed to get out of them, and said, or should he literally just take full responsibility for for not being able to motivate these players since the beginning of the season?"
0: I think it's difficult because it happens absolutely everywhere. There's nothing unique about this situation to at to Everton. It happens at every single club. Manager leaves, they get a boost. One manager gets something more out of them. I, I, personally, I think uh, it's probably more down to the actual setup of the team, really, and the fans getting on side because of that. You know, when you saw four four two on the team sheet, you know, there were plenty of people thinking, oh God, we're a bit open, we're a bit exposed. But when you watched it and you saw Everton in the first 10, 20 minutes, especially after the early goal, fighting and battling for every single ball, that gets the crowd up, which then has got to have an effect on the players with Marco Silva. All this passing out from the back he was doing to sort of integrate a more fluid system. It was sort of boring as I think, in the end. And, you know, fans... As fickle as they can be, they respond to how the team are doing on the pitch. So if Everton are playing ticky-tacky football, not really getting anywhere, and then we're losing the 50-50s, they'll start being moans from the fans and things like that, and then there's a perceived lack of passion. Ferguson's told them to go out there. He's not told to go out there, play Chelsea off the park. He's told there to go and battle and fight. And whether it's right or wrong, the fans get behind that, and that's at any club, really. so I'm not. It doesn't really... Come into it. What silver things? Because although we wish him all the best in the future, he's not here now, and we've, we're supporting our football club and whatever gets the results in, it's, it's fine with me.
1: I mean, the high line, Ben, and and the, <coughs> you know, the, the high line and the playing out from the back on was just non-existent Cal- on on Saturday, and Absolutely. the four four two, as much as it has perceived to be, you know, old school, or whatever, it, it seemed them. to benefit the majority of, of the players on the pitch for Everton?
0: Well, the only thing for me is, that, and I've harped on about this for a few years, the last team that I know played similarly to we did the other the other day. The last team that played 4-4-2 direct football was Leicester City in 2000 and I think it was 2015-16. It, it, it's that much of a different animal for teams to come up against. It's almost that out of fashion. It's almost coming back into fashion because it works. Because, you know, every team in the land... Even like of Brighton now, that's why they've got Graham Potter and etc. They're all trying to play this perceived brand of unbelievable total football, like passing out from the back and sure passing and fluidity. Going back to basics and just getting the ball up the pitch, taking that anxiety away from the crowd, especially for Everton when Jordan Pickford's passing the ball out to Yeri and Michael Keane. Well, Holgate on Saturday. You know, it's it, it just takes something away for the fans to not worry about. So the ball gets up the pitch. And while you're battling for the ball in the other end of the pitch, it just it's a lot more it's a lot calmer, I think, for the fans to watch. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see more teams going back to it in a time of need, to be honest.
1: I mean, as Gary, as long as I've been an Everton fan, I've never known, you know, calls for us or the fans to be playing, you know, possession based ticky tacky style style of play. And I'm not saying, you know, that was full on silver style of play, but We don't. We don't expect that, and we really, as Ben kind of said, it is a little bit boring. We don't want that. We want, you know, blood, thunder, sweat, and tears type football. You know, we don't care if it's a long, a long ball up the pitch that scores a goal. I mean, for, for God's sake, Liverpool have scored about three or four, long, long past Just against no, effort. Definitely, exactly.
2: definitely. He- I mean, no one was complaining when Calvert-Lewin nutmegged Kepper at the end, were he no. From six yards out because he didn't kill one in from the edge of the box. A goal was a goal at the end of the day and I think the way we set up and the way we played um it suited the team, like and, and there was a game plan. You know, I heard people saying at the end uh, or over, over the weekend that we only had thirty percent possession. But Ferguson came out and said we were trying to hit them on the break, so we don't want possession. If we're trying to hit on yeah. the break. We want to take it off them, high up the pitch, or you know, and it hit the ball over the top for Theo Walcott or onto or get balls into the box for Richarlison, and, and it worked. And, and we, we, I've said all along, and, and I know other people who've been on the podcast after, that that didn't seem to be a game plan under Marco Silva. And I know we've only played one game under Ferguson, but at least it seemed like. There was a game plan, and he came out afterwards and, and explained what he was trying <coughs> to do. Um, but as far as playing beautiful football goes, it wouldn't bother me one one little bit. The whole time I've watched Everton, we've never played Barcelona style football, and it never bothered me. I mean, I think there's only one team in the Premier League who are capable of doing that, and that's Manchester City. And look at the players they've got. Mm. Even even Liverpool don't like you just said they don't play total football. Do they, they, they? Do what suits them? They get the ball up the park quick. They, they pressure high and. Like I don't think the Premier League is is suited to that. It, it doesn't work, and and Marco Silva's Everton was a prime example of that. It just it didn't work.
1: I mean, for the the most pleasing thing for me, you know, obviously apart from just the, the result in general was the fact that Ferguson, and, you know, he set up so. To adapt to his players' strengths. I mean, you only know, have to look at the like. So, just just as one example, Dominic Calvert-Lewin had probably had his best game for Everton. Scored two goals. Probably should have had a, a hat trick. He won every header. Now we we didn't just hoof it long every time. There was some you know balls in, into the wing that Theo Walcott was running onto. You know that's fast-paced style of football that Everton fans want, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it's and it's like you just said, it suits the players. I mean, Calvert-Lewin, he's good in the air. He's good. You know, he bullies defenders and. And, and that's what he's good at, and that's what we played to, so we, we weren't, you know, he, he can hold the ball up a bit, we, we weren't asking him to do things he's not capable of, we were, we played to his strengths, and, and it showed, and you know, Ferguson's coached them for, for two or three years, and he? he said after the game how, how close they are, and he obviously knows his strengths, and he's played to his strengths, and I don't think under Silver and I'll keep going back to Silver but we weren't, we didn't have the team to play the football he, he was trying to play, and like we played to our stems on 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 Saturday and, and it worked and and it worked especially for Calvert
1: Lewin. Just on Dominic Calvert Lewin, then he's he took <laughs> he takes a lot of criticism, doesn't he? Um, from me, especially. From, from, well, yeah, from to you,
0: be honest,
2: from... I wasn't as big as fan either. To be fair,
0: I'm, I'm still not. I'm not getting involved in the loving yet. Like has he got not been over this. then
1: on that on that performance?
0: Uh, in terms
1: what... of what what I mean is, I'm not just saying just based on that performance, but you can see where he could actually develop into a really mm. really good. Probably, probably not even a striker. Just a centre forward, more of a player. If that mm. makes, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: just behind, maybe knocking the ball on. Yeah. I mean, I'm like I say, I'm not getting involved in the Dominic Cavill, Loon, Loving just yet because, yeah, he was fantastic the other day. Probably the best performance I've seen from him. But he's got to do it consistently. That that's the crux of it for me. It doesn't matter if you have one off brilliant game. He's got to be consistent. You no, know, don't be wrong. If he goes on now and he gets 15 goals by the end of the season which is what really should be aiming for if he's playing the games he is, if he's going to be a top player, then fine, I'll hold my hands up and say, yeah, get him in the team, he's great. But until he does that, I am still going to be critical. You know, we've seen players a lot worse than Dominic Calvert-Lewin have games like that where they've been fantastic. You know, we've seen Jelovic do it and he tailed off. We've seen Strachan Lacey take Chelsea apart one game. So, uh, yeah, as much as I'm not getting involved in, in any kind of too much praise for him yet, positive side and if he keeps it up I'll be straight behind because I like the lad I think he works hard and he's you know we've he's grace to watch but it's goals at the end of the day he's got to score goals and if he keeps doing that I'll be happy.
1: I mean you kind of said there Gary that you're Aaron Cavill his biggest fan so is he can he be the one to take us forward on, on that display and you know consistent wise?
2: I, I don't know I think one performance you know you you can't really, really I mean, everyone was up for the game, wasn't he? So, um I, I don't know, maybe it was just his day. I've never been as big as fan, to be honest, but um, you know, he did he did bully those two defend I mean, we had Kurt him last season and he has got a mistake in him, but <laughs> he you he know He credited
1: Figgs and didn't he though, with the advice yeah, and you
2: know he, he did he did play well, he did bully the defenders, but I think it, it's got to be more consistent. Like I think that's the first time in his career he scored two goals in a Premier League game, um, and he's played something like ninety-two Premier League games now. So, you know, it's not it's not great for a centre forward, really, is it? Um,
1: I, I, I agree with Ben. He's been hampered by. The you know the style of play that the previous manager maybe
2: yeah I mean you know look at Tosin under Aldice he, he was scoring goals wasn't he you know what I mean because he plays through his strengths not that I'm saying get some Aldice back but <laughs> you know Tosin awesome for that matter yeah I think <laughs> everyone needs to you know to be given the tools to do the job really don't they and you know maybe a, a different style of play or suit and money will come good because you know obviously the last few managers we've had They've all seen something in him, do you know what I mean? He's been kept on. We didn't sign a striker, well, we signed Keane, but we didn't sign you know, a, a ready-made striker that's going to take his place because they said it would hinder his, his development. So they obviously see something in him. I personally don't, but you can't argue with the way he played on, on Saturday.
1: Well, let's hope he proves both of you wrong. <laughs> I'm happy with that, yeah, if it was me wrong, Chris.
2: Yeah, I'd be happy with that too.
1: Um, Sadibi's bounce-back performance then, as oh. I'm going to call it. You know, he was... Probably he was poor in the derby, wasn't he? But you know, we, no worse than four or five or no, no, was he? They were all poor, but he was he was held off, wasn't he? So he was kind of made a bit of a scapegoat. And yeah. then you could argue he was man of the match against Chelsea. were really. plenty of candidates. Absolutely, but I mean, what didn't help him obviously in the derby he was a stupid high line that we were playing. <sighs> um, but it, you know, regardless of that, we're not we're not even talking about the derby. We're talking about Chelsea. He was definitely in the top three. Um, outstanding yeah. performers against I,
0: Chelsea yeah. <laughs> I gave him man the mat despite Cavaloo's heroics I've obviously me being me I put Cavaloo in second um, <laughs> but you know he's still got some work to do to win me around but no I thought going forward he was effective and defensively he was solid and that's all you can want from a full back really especially when you've got such quality on the other side of Luca Dean but it's a same one with do because every time he has a game like that I think Right, well, we've got an agreement to buy him for twelve million or whatever. Go out and get him. Yeah, he's the, he's the right back for us going forward. But then I do see games. I think or oh, don't know. Keep the powder dry and don't go for it because I just think he is the hallmark of a Marco Silver. He's very inconsistent, hmm. but I'll, I do like him and he's yeah he's head and shoulders above Coleman for me. He needs to keep. He should keep Coleman out team till the end of the season while we make a decision on him. But he was absolutely fantastic. And even in the second half, the amount of battles he was winning. And I don't so much worry about him, even in our own box, like putting a foot in. He seems to know when and when not to put a foot in and when to sort of leave a foot in. But he was brilliant. Again, it's another one. It's like Cavaloon's consistency. Anyone who keeps up that level of performance from Saturday, you know, they're winning in my book. But it's proof's in the pudding, isn't it? he have got to be consistent.
1: Are you a fan of Sadibi? Yeah,
2: I like him. Um, I was quite happy when we signed him, to be honest. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard to come into a team that's not doing well, isn't it? Your, your first season, and especially when you've replaced the club captain. Um, but I think he's done well in the games I've seen him mean, in. I like him. I, I didn't know we had an agreement to sign him at yeah, the end of season, million, but yeah, yeah. if we have, then I'd, I'd have him. I think he's a good player.
1: Final word on the Chelsea game then. Um, I mean, Gary, just this stat that I picked out, I think it was shown on match of the day as well. Everton won thirty seven tackles out of t sixty attempted. It's the most Premier League team has made since the start of two thousand sixteen, um, seventeen. Is that is that the difference from you know from when Ferguson took over to you know Marcus, I think
2: Sola? so, yeah. I mean you've got you can look at it two ways. You can say, you know, thirty seven we've won thirty seven challenges, we're winning the ball back are we winning it back in good places or should we really have to be making 37 challenges in a game? Mm. But, you know, according to, to to all reports, we were winning the ball in good places and, and and that's why we were, you know, we were pressing them and taking the ball off them. Um, I think statistics, you can make them say whatever you want them to, really. But, you know, I personally didn't go on, on Saturday, but people I've spoke to have said we were winning the ball in good areas and, and, you know, it's obviously a good thing. So, yeah, like, we were supposed to have a high press under Marco Silva, but... I, if that's the most we've made in, I think in like you've just said in ten years or whatever it is, or maybe even longer. So yeah, it's definitely it's something that that we've wanted to see and 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 that it's a good thing. Yeah.
1: Final word on Chelsea, Ben.
0: Blood, blood, guts, thunder. <laughs> that's all I can say. The three words and then dogs awards just all those sorts of things remeet back battling for every ball lump under ball or proper old school style loved every minute
1: okay well um, we could sit here and talk about the Chelsea performance all day I'm sure but um, there's so much more to talk about um United on Sunday obviously but obviously there's a, a huge you know huge talking point in terms of the shortlist for the next manager and I'm going to ask the lads who they want or who they think we will get
0: the view from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool echo the View from the Gladys Street Podcast.
1: I mean, just quickly we well not quickly, but you know—just before we um, before we talk about the shortlist, do you want the new manager in place as soon as, or are you, got are you going to be happy for Ferguson to take charge for the, you know, the short-term future? When I say the short-term future, I mean probably taking into account United, Leicester, and Arsenal—those three games.
2: I, I'm I'm more than happy to wait this time because you know this is a massive decision. They've got to get it right this time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that depends on how things go in the next few games. But it, even if you know, even if we lose the next few games and 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 we we give a performance like we did against Chelsea, I, I'd be happy. It you know, I don't expect anything out of these games, so it, I'm, it's not what I am going to judge our season on. I think the second half of the season is where it's going to count when we play the teams we've lost to again. When we play like Sheffield United, Norwich teams like that, we've got to get points off them. Um, I just want to see a performance against these these other teams, um, so I'd be happy to wait because personally I don't think the people we've been linked with so far are, are what I would want for Everton in the future. So I, I'd keep Duncan in charge and, and make a make the right appointment this time.
1: I mean Ben, there's probably there's a whole host of scenarios, but as two yeah. that I'll, I'll give you, you know, Ferguson does stay in charge at least to the United game and maybe even the Leicester game because it's you know early on the it's it's midweek um, next week. He does really well. Um, wins, say, the, the, the two of them. Um, but then... But do we put also... the statue then? Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but there's also the risk of, you know, he takes the next two or three games and it just it quickly turns. It, it goes a bit pear-shaped. Despite the performance and the win against Chelsea, we are still playing three top teams in United, Leicester and Arsenal, and we lose all three of them. And obviously... we. I don't think there's any chance of fans turning on Ferguson's back. Absolutely not. But, you know, the club have had ample time to to get this re, re, um, manager in, really, because, it you know, Silva's sacking was, was on the cards, wasn't it? It, was, it? The writing was on the wall. So, for me, I, I would suggest that the manager needs to be in as soon, this new manager yeah, needs to be in enough. as soon as possible, really. Ferguson's come out himself. Um, and said he doesn't want it does he he's well, I,
0: nervously sort of he knows that if he keeps winning he'll have no choice mm. but you know he doesn't want it does he knows he's not ready
1: mm. but, so what what would you suggest then for you Ferguson carries it on or just get this managing as soon as
0: well I actually think the Chelsea game muddied the water a little bit with this because I agree with you silver has been on walking on title for me for probably two months I mean when was it Connor was sat here after the Burnley game was and I he mean, had to go.
1: I, you could probably say the Norwich game was when you thought the writing was Absolutely, but
0: wall. even, like I say, I, I'm, I know I'm r- repeating myself, but even going back to that time when just before the West Ham game, he was under a lot of pressure then. Mm. Were we not tap, not tapping people up? That's the wrong word. A short but list. were we not creating a shortlist and finding the availability out to some managers? Because it seems to be every other team, sacks a manager, gets another one in. I mean, Watford took three days. I mean, don't get me wrong, they've got Nigel Pearson and I don't want to go... Into that because they're going down now because of that, but it still that didn't take them.
1: For them oh, the year, it, it?
0: it still didn't take them long, though did it? To get it just baffles me that every time you think Everton will in the mistakes, they don't. They seem to take. But what Ferguson has done, he's given them that right, now I've got no problem with it. You know, for me, after that result of the day, I'd give Ferguson the United game. Definitely give him the Leicester game after that. And then maybe the Arsenal game, then maybe you look at getting the new manager in the week before the Burnley game, so that maybe he's got a little bit of a better run fixtures. I think it's the fixtures, though. I was going to say the, Yeah, the fixtures have like, dictated. What a manager
2: me? would have wanted to take that no on one. as the f- first six games is what we had, the way we were playing. It's, I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and say, why didn't he get this? Why didn't he get that? But there's obviously a reason why. And yeah. they can't afford to mess this next appointment up. They need to get the right man in. I mean, we, we could get a, a caretaker manager to end of the season, but we've got, we've got people within the club already who can do that. I don't think it's as easy as, as it sounds to just to just get a new manager. I mean, especially when you look at the people we've been linked with, I don't think... I mean, you look at that Pereira or, or whoever it is, he's managed the same club as Michael Silva managed and pretty much won the same trophies Marco Silva won. Mm. And, you know, look how he did. I think we, we
1: need to make sure it's the
2: right man this time.
1: I mean, reports are suggesting that Farad Macheri and Bill Kenwright have have drawn up a four-man shortlist... Who's on it? That's the question. Guardiola, Klopp.
0: I don't want you No chance.
1: Imagine. Well, <laughs> from what from what I've read and the reports that we're hearing, and you know from what I've been told as well, it's Emery, who's was in talks. Um, what we have heard today, Pereira, mm-hmm. Angelotti, and I think Moyes is you know still still on that. So <laughs> I'd I'd suggest they're the four. But, but you're, you're, you're not based on it. You
0: just you're just you're. That's the four that you
1: think it. And you like. from reports. How, yeah. how okay. can
2: we go from Carlo Ancelotti to no disrespect to him, but to David Moyes? Is like is that a, a
1: genuine? Do you think the club? Mad, like I don't want to like be disingenuous to the club, but do you think they're just coming out with these names and then yeah, say what other like, I remember
2: we'll when just... we got linked with Alan Shearer all them years ago, and there was no chance we were ever going to get him, was there? You know mm. what I mean? I, I don't know. I think until we hire someone, I I couldn't really give you give you the. An opinion on it to be honest because we've 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 had so many managers in that in the last couple of years and and it hasn't i mean when we when Coleman was hired we all thought oh yeah you know we're gonna go on and do things and and we didn't and it it just needs to be the right decision i think it needs to be to be the needs to be given time to do it um especially because in my opinion that the next run of games we we were never going to get anything out of them anyway, whether we had Silver in charge or yeah. whether we've got a caretaker manager. I'm not saying we won't, but you know when you look at them, does it does it really matter if, if, if we don't get anything out of them? Because I didn't expect us to, so I would add I'd sort of just the next few games the bonus points of getting out of them, and then like like Ben said, you know when the fixtures maybe get a little bit easier, things might be a bit clearer on who we can actually get and get someone for the long term who's going to actually stay this time and 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 do a. A proper job on it do you know what i mean
1: i mean angelotti like just let's go through let's go through the names then as as has been said the, like I say this is not confirmed but you know we know em, everton have talked to Emery, and he's kind of turned it down we know pereira's been in talks don't know really what's going on with angelotti but we know we're meant to be interested in him. so let's start with angelotti he, he, he's in the middle of a champions league campaign with napoli you know they're on the verge of qualifying is he going to want to
0: come to, to Goodison? He's not going to touch up with to the barge pole with all due respect to Everton, is he? Mm. You know, I'm, I'm as blue as they come, but there's no way he's even going to pick the phone up. I mean, K- Carlo, i if he was the next Everton manager. Money talks, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, money choice. talks, but I don't believe for one minute no-one else will give him the kind of money, I mean, the amount of jobs that will become unavailable. Mm. Especially the Arsenal jobs available, Not a bigger job than Everton at the moment, you know. <sighs> Listen, it'd be a dream capture to get him, but... We, that's me head you know my head saying one thing my heart saying or my head saying he's not even going to pick the phone up to us to be honest mate
2: Yeah I agree I, I don't think we've got much chance of I mean I, I, people were telling me the other day we've been linked with Simeone there's there's no, no chance. chance that I mean I know we've got money to offer them but why would they leave Champions League clubs to come to I mean I and, know and I've just said we, we might not get anything from the next four or five games we could be like dead bottom by that time do you know what I mean I, I just can't see it that's the thing I don't know who we're going to get because you look at the big names who you you jump at, I can't see us realistically getting them. And then the other names we've been linked with, they're much of a muchness really, do you know what I mean? they're not I don't think they're gonna do any better than what Marcos well, they'll do they might do better than what Marcos over there but I don't think they're gonna get us where as
1: Everton fans we've we've wanted to be the, the to last be. few years. I mean next one then Vita Pereira, like kind of a, a left field one that came out straight after Marco Silver had been sacked. I know um, it. he'd Been linked with the club when we appointed Martinez. As far as I know, he interviewed for the job. No confirmation on why he didn't get the job, whether he... he It was his
0: language language barrier, wasn't it? I know that was the
1: case, but he may have turned it down himself. He just went, went, went along for the interview. But he's in China. I mean, he's on £30 million a year. I know Ben... I didn't know this, but you said that his contract's up now.
0: Apparently his contract not up now, it's he, it's running out he's soon. He's in
2: negotiations apparently for a new one. Yeah.
1: But he's on £30 million a year, Everton mm. surely are not going to match £30 million a year for Vita Pereira.
0: Money's not everything, though. I mean, I said to you before, didn't we, offer? I said, you know, at the end of the day, if he's a young, ambitious manager, he's going to want to test himself in Europe. You know, although it sounds good on paper and we all think, oh, £30 million, some managers... Actually, value the careers and maybe, maybe he's one of them You know, he's never managed in England before, and I do think it's a very interesting, because a very divisive name. Because I know, I don't think you're too keen on him either. You're not I, sure whether not or not that he's not the keen. right man. But I
1: just think it's a, it's a massive risk. I mean, it is a risk. He's managed a lot of teams, and I just like, you know, I'm just looking at them now. Since 2002, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think 10. he's he's won twelve mat twelve clubs.
2: Yeah, he's won the cup with the best teams in the leagues, hasn't he? I think he won the league with Olympiacos But I could probably win the league well, with Port-
0: Olympiacos Porto, he did okay, didn't um, he? Because obviously Porto are the big club in Portugal, to Benfica. So he did well to win two on the bouts there. But I know what you mean. I think he won league
1: as well. He's won two league titles, has not he? I think with Porto. See, that's fine if he's going to come in for. And, and win trophies I know that's impossible to say I don't think uh, you know it, it is impossible to say but for the amount of clubs that he's managed for me that smacks of someone being a bit of a mercenary and just you know jumps from club to club to quite it, clearly well this we, keep, we keep going on about a manager who's going to be here for the long haul in a project for me that's not that's not the candidate for no, him not. I'm not saying he's a bad manager I just think It's it's a left field one and and it's a massive risk. He could, you know, stay with us for six months, do really well, and then be, you know. But at least I think then
0: at least we'd be in a better position than we are now. I think it's I know I completely honestly agree with you. It is, yeah, it could. (laughs) Listen, but then I think you've got Ferguson who could. I think Ferguson's always going to be there to come in and fight the fight if he needs to. That's why for me we need to stay away from David Moyes because I think Ferguson can do an ample job keeping us up and stabilising us. Pereira's a big risk, but I've always said this. I'd rather we he's risk not young it
1: anymore. You know, he's fifty-one as a manager. That's not—I wouldn't say that's young now. I'm not telling me that. That'll be good because he's about fifty. No, but I mean, you know, young <laughs> managers like you say. <laughs> no, I know well, Yeah, no, no. It's Like it, you'd suggest, it's like thirty-eight to forty. You know, just starting out in his career. Yeah, he's been he's been around the field in in, in European football for a while, and looking at the clubs, it's very similar clubs to what Marco Silver has has been. Out managed. of
2: the two names left on the list. Um, I'm probably going to upset you too, but I'd have Moyes ahead of him. At least Moyes has got Premier League experience. Yeah. Do you know what I just mean? Just less the of a risk and more of a yeah. I mean, like uh, I mean, we get Moyes in, and he doesn't do well. We sack him after six months. We get Pereira in. He doesn't do well. We sack him after six months. We're in the same boat. But I just think Moyes got more chance of coming in and, and you know, galvanizing the team. And I, I mean, th- there was there was smacks of a Moyes performance. On, on Saturday, we we fought and we played and, you know, we, we're not the best team in the league, but we used our attributes, you know, we we, we played to our strengths. Um, I just think if Pereira comes in and wants to try and do the same thing as Michael Silva, with this philosophy, it's just not going to work. And then we're going to end up in exactly the same situation that we're in now.
1: I mean, let's let's move on to Moise then, because you talked about him. If he was to come in, I'm not saying this is going to be the case, but... You know, Ferguson's hinted that he'd love to be the assistant manager, learn from, you know, take on more responsibility, you know, which could include anything from, you know, speaking to the media, media, um, you know, more footballing duties. Would Moyes have Ferguson as assistant manager? I mean, I know they've had differences in the past. I think that they're over that now, but two massive personalities there.
0: I think, to be fair, if David Moyes got told he had, you know, he had to have like... Rafa Benitez as assistant manager I think he'd do it because well there's I a name that I'd have Rafa Benitez yeah to. he's not on the list but I mean his stock for me David Moyes I appreciate what he did at Everton the first time round you know likeable guy and he's you know he's had a decent group but his record since he left Everton is shocking And if we, I, I know what you say there about Pereira's record Moyes is worse. Mm. like Moyes took over a Sam Allardyce team and got them relegated first time round so he picked up something quite solid and just blew it apart I mean I like, like I say, I can't reiterate it enough. I like David Moyes when he was here, and I get behind him, especially if Ferguson or Tim Cahill was his assistant. I'd Get behind him if he come back, but I think it's a massive, massive step back. And as I was, you know, was alluding to before, it's if it's going to be the case of playing safe and getting David Moyes, I'll you know, take a risk. I take a risk because I think if worse comes to worst, you can get Ferguson or someone in to keep us up. I just I'd rather take the risk than stand still and do nothing.
1: So you're a Noah Moyes then?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm on the fence.
1: I mean, that th- we've talked about the three there, and the, 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 you know the fourth that was meant to be on that shortlist is Unai Emery. Um, supposedly, he's turned it down anyway. He said he doesn't want the Everton job, so that's what. But I'm just looking on um, the next manager, next permanent manager odds. Ferguson has now moved to five to two favourite. Unai Emery seven to two, um, second favourite David Moyes, third favourite now four to one, and Vita Pereira now at nine to two. Um... So, you know, it's 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 a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, Rafa Benitez there, Gary, who is actually on Monday Night Football tonight. It'd be interesting to see what he's <laughs> got to say about it all. I'm sure he won't give too much away, but sixteen to one, I've said time and time again over the past couple of weeks. I would have him in right now. Yeah, he's away. he's
2: he's proven, isn't he? and I mean, I I would I'd, I'd snap your hand off if, if we were off of him. But I just think it's just it's a tough one because we we don't know, you know, what's what's Speculation and who we have actually spoken to, and I just think out of the names that have been mentioned, you know, I think Nico Kovac won the league with with Bayern Munich, but that's not like everyone wins the league with Bayern. Exactly, and then he, 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 I think he's the third this season. Um So you know, he's managed one good team for for one season. Um, Unai Emery, all right, he's done well in the past with with Sevilla, and and I think a few, a few other teams he's managed, he's done all right with. His Arsenal,
1: you know. Period. You know, he it came to the league Premier, style, it? The it Premier well League and the Premier League fancy was not he?
2: Um, and he got found out in the Premier League.
1: Would he not? I mean? Would Emery not not be wanting to like employ a, a similar style of play to what Silver? we need something completely different? From I that? mean, I, yeah. I, I, I our
2: defence is has been shocking, and Arsenal is probably worse than ours. Mm. Um, so you know, he's not actually going to come in and tighten us up, is he? Do you know what I mean?
1: are you are you f- for for more using it up now nah, then for six out months out of the
2: names that have been mentioned yeah i think you know give him six months and see how it, or and if it, if it goes well then why why not you know what i mean i mean i, I don't i'm not asking them to, to go and play silky football just do what he did last time, and I'd be happy. I think so, uh, Graham said it last week about taking our blue tinted glasses off. We, you know, look where we are. Like we 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 can all of a sudden go out and expect to get a manager who's going to jump us into the top four. Mm. We need to sort of like rebuild and get a bit of stability back again. And you know, I know they say like never go back, and I I can understand where where other blues are coming from saying don't don't take him back again. But I, I, I wouldn't have David Moyes if there was a, if Rafa Benitez. Would we'll take the job tomorrow. I'd take. just trying to be realistic. But, yeah, out you? of the names that have been mentioned, at least we know what we'll get from Weezy, Do you know what I mean?
1: What? What? Who do you want then, Ben?
0: Uh, Ideally, can, can I pick someone off? Can I pick someone just on the list as well? Well, I mean, he's not that far down the bit. Don't worry, I'm not going to say like Pep Guardiola. Is it Galardo? It's Galardo, mate. I think River Plate manager. Yeah, again, that's a, that's a very difficult one to sell. A bit it's like Ancelotti, ten to one. Yeah, but it, it's. Well, he was like 1-4 at one point, wasn't he? But Betton's difficult because Sky Betts is just trying to get everyone's money off and by saying all kinds. But for me, that's the name that I've got that I want because I don't... Again, I think it's going to be a hard sell. I don't think he's going to even pick up the phone to us, a bit like anti Lossi. But if he's looking to take his first steps in European football, I would take a chance. You know why? And it is, again, a chance, but... You know, today, to, oh, I just said the Tottenham thing there, I've had to dare to do, but it's true. He who wins, you've got to... You know, these managers don't come out of nowhere. They're all top managers. They've got to start somewhere. And he's apparently he's got a statue built outside the River Plate Stadium because he's the most successful manager ever. And I know, again, he I say it's going to be a hard definitely. sell, but you know what? If you can convince him to get out of Argentina and get to Europe... I'd have him all day long because he can learn English like Pochettino did. He didn't speak English and he plays, again, I'm not saying like it's a particular brand of football, but from what I've read, he plays tenacious football and he's very flexible tactically. And I just think someone like that, it'd be it'd be a bit exciting for me. And he could maybe even bring in Ferguson as an assistant, I might not, but that kind of combination of a bit of passion and a bit of tactical now, that could be what we're after. So he'd be the name for me, although I do, unfortunately, think it's going to be Moyes. <laughs>
1: exciting, isn't it? Talking about these all these new managers. It won't be when we is standing there with the scarf. I mean, for me, regardless whether Figs and is the assistant or not, he's still going to be at the club. He's employed Absolutely. by the club, yeah, isn't he-, he? You know, he's not going to be part of this. You know, a new management team. He, he may well be, but he'll still be. He's a club employee, basically. He'll probably still be there if when the new manager goes. You, you know, in the future, you never know. In three months. Don't say that. <laughs> well, we'll finish off now. But one interesting question, which I wanted to ask both of you, because, you know, it's quite clear that despite all, the, you know, the talk of Mishiri, who should not point the next manager, he's quite clearly going to be the one to say, well, he is going to be the next manager, whoever it is. Where does Marcel Brands fit into all this then? Because he, you know, as far as we know... <coughs> Is in charge and running of all football operations at the club. Should that not mean then he's in charge of hiring, firing the football manager?
2: I don't think solely in charge. I mean, I could go back to to things that I I, I think about Marcel Brandt. I don't particularly think he's covered himself in glory, especially this summer with some of the players he signed, and like Graham said last week, some of the players he didn't sign. Um, but if 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 yeah, if, if he's in charge of the overall sporting side of things and, you know, he's gonna be buying players to fit a philosophy. I hate that word. I don't think football should I, if you win football games, that's my philosophy. And mm. um, then yeah, he should pick pick the manager, um or at least help pick the manager. Um but, you know, Mashiri it, it's his club at the end of the day, really, isn't it? So, you know, it's it it it's his right to to pick the who's gonna run it for him. Um I don't know, I just think it's at the minute, I couldn't say who, who it's going to be or who's going to pick them or whatever. I'm just, I'm I'm lost for words on it, really, to be honest with you. I mean, it is exciting picking out these names and stuff, but I just, I don't know, really. I'll see when it happens.
1: <laughs> you never know without him. I mean, Ben, Machiri, the pressure is well and truly on Machiri for this, you Absolutely. Know, for this um, situation, because regardless of what anyone says, despite all the good that he's done at the club, He's had three failed permanent managers. Obviously, you got Kooman; it was his man. He brought Allardyce in, and he headhunted basically Marco Silva. Three failed managers who have spent a lot of money. This one, this next appointment, you know, reports again are suggesting that it's Machiri's. He's <laughs> going to be Machiri's final say. Again, I'm sure he'll he'll take advice from, you know, other members of the board, and hopefully Marcel Brands. But he's got to get this right, honey.
0: Well, there's two points I've got to make. The first point I've got to make is with the three managers. The um, point you've just made. To be fair, I'm going to actually cut them some slack here, so bear with me. Okay. When he gave Ronald Koeman the job, I was 100 percent behind that. I thought he'd done really well with Southampton. He was a big name, played aggressive football, and I was happy with him. The fact that that fell apart, I don't think it's Machida's fault at all. At the end of the day, if it's Steve Walters or it's Koeman, between the two of them, they made an absolute mess of buying players, and that that's not Machida's fault. He put the money up. So, for me, Ronald Koeman was a failure in the end, but there's no way we could have known that because, you know, even if I go back in time now to that situation, I, he was the man I wanted, number one choice, I was made up and we got him. Secondly, Sam Aldice, he came into five fives, fires, he kept us up, so in a way he did his job and then he sacked him exactly at the right time. So I don't think he handled that one that badly either. With hindsight, because who knows what could have happened that season with the squad we had, which I think is a lot worse than the one we've got now. And yeah, the silver one, headhunter. But it's not. We I don't want to start. That doesn't go into this thing. Or or it was awful. It was like the Mike Walker days. It didn't work out with silver, but that wasn't without some good points. That wasn't without some plus points, and it didn't work out in the end. But he wasn't a disaster. I don't think. I don't, I don't think that's fair. So I'll give him a bit of slack on that in terms of Marcel Brands he is there to make football decisions and he's at board level now as well. So it makes you wonder what he's actually doing. If he's not getting more involved in this, don't get me wrong, he might be interviewing, headhunting, and then Machiri has the final say, which is well within his right to do. But it just, you've got to wonder as well what managers come in, especially if it was Moise, I mean, I don't want it to be, but if it is, he's never worked with the director of football at Everton. He was in complete control of Everton. So mm. I don't know how that dynamic had worked. So he's on the board now. So it's it's, it's it's hard to see him getting moved on, but you wonder what the setup of the team is going to be, depending on who comes in with Marcel Brands. Because, like Gary said, then he hasn't covered himself in glory with all of the transfers, although he's made some good buys. So, I just think it's a difficult one with him, and time will only tell.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. It's just, it's just a tough. It because he, like you've just said before, they've got to get it right this time. And, and is it going to be someone who, who Brands likes? Who's going to, you know, play it? This, the same way he wants us to play so that the players will fit the the sort of philosophy again or, or is the manager going to say no look I want this type of player I, I want to play this way so you get me the players the way I want to play um, it just depends how much control Brands has got it really. just muddies
1: everything doesn't it Yeah. I, yeah, I mean I,
2: I personally I don't like a director of football I think the manager should decide who he wants to buy and like all oh, this coach um, he's, he's the coach he coaches the players I buy no it's my team I'm, I'm managing it, so I'll buy the players I, I want to buy Um. So I think it would probably make it easier if we didn't have brands there. To be honest, we could get a manager who want, who's going to manage the whole the whole club himself. But I don't know. I, I said before I'm a bit lost for words on the whole thing. Really, I, I know out of the people that are on the shortlist, I would like I wouldn't like Moyes, but I think he's the best out of a, sort of a bad bunch really at the minute. Um, but other than that, I'll just wait and see what happens. To be honest.
1: Well, as I've probably finished the podcast off over of the past couple of weeks with the exact same phrase, we will watch this space. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen over the next couple of days. A new manager may be installed David Moyes. sooner yeah, rather than later. But we do know that we have got a match coming up on Sunday against Man United. Um, we won't go into that now because there's plenty of podcasts on the Royal Blue Channel that will preview that game. But um, Ben, thank you for coming on. No, worries, mate? Thanks for having me. Yeah, Gary, thank you for coming Same. on. Thanks for having me. Um, good stuff from you guys as always. Um, just remember to subscribe to the Royal Blue um, podcast channel on iTunes and ACast, and there you will find the View from the Gladys Street fan podcast. Thank you for listening and uh, appreciate it.
0: You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.